1: Welcome to Group Text. Someone I really like is on the podcast today. I love that I always say I'm excited, but I am because I don't book people that I'm not excited to talk to. Wendy McClendon Covey, you are an actor. You are a comedian. You have very good taste because I have the same drawer pulls that I Thank see behind you. So you. Much. Yeah. So it's a fine enough.
0: Ch- enough.
1: Did you see that? I did see that. Awful. The cats are Mama's playing podcast. in the background.
0: Stop it! Stop, bad, bad cat. Bad well, we're in the middle of moving, oh. and everything is is chaotic here. I just moved. Oh my god! It's Why? the Why worst.
1: Use? That now, have you started packing?
0: Yes, and we're dragging this out for a long time. We because we're not selling this house, so we're we're taking our time moving things. But it's it's uh, it's driving me crazy. So are you going to yeah. rent the house? Yeah, we are.
1: Yeah. So moving into more glamorous digs.
0: Um, I don't know if they're more glamorous, but they're a little bit bigger in case my mom and dad ever want to come live with us. That's very nice of you to oh, think that my way. Goodness. <laughs> unacceptable. Um, yeah. So it's got enough room. For, you know, listen, if my parents want to come live, if my mother-in-law wants to come live, we all have rooms, okay? It's down the street. I stay in a within a five-mile radius. I get parents. it. Yeah.
1: I get yeah. it. I mean, I can't stay within a five-mile radius of my mom right yeah. now. Right.
0: But since
1: she's always, and I'm not sure if this is a good thing, people are always like, oh, isn't it wonderful to feel your mother still with you? I'm like... Did you meet my mother?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. But honestly, the voice doesn't shut up. I'm sure it's constant with you. She's next to you all the time. And
1: she she follows me. No, I can't Mm -hmm. run and hide. At least when I was an adult and after college, I could move back cross country. Right. But
0: Melissa, I've never moved. I have never moved. Yeah, I never went away to school. I never I've always lived in Long Beach. Really? I never moved up to L.A. for work. Nothing. Why? Because I'm I don't know. I don't don't like change. I don't love change either. But there's something about this area. I just can't leave. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I maybe it's wonderful. Maybe it's, you know, Maybe my life would open up in new important ways, but, but it's wonderful
1: uh, because you're it shows that you're happy and you have happy yeah. memories and good memories you're not running from some demons of your past exactly exactly and that's a big deal yeah, yeah.
0: so I, I'm, I'm demon free I guess
1: well, you are in the entertainment business, so we'll get to that <laughs> um, so you are probably best known as the 80s matriarch, Beverly Goldberg on The Goldbergs. I can't believe it's been
0: on since 2013. I can't believe it either. And you know, when, I, when it really hits home is when I see old episodes and I see how little the kids were. Right. Especially Sean, my youngest baby on the show. He was 14, but he looked 10. Right. And so watching that has been like, Oh dear God, because in a way it feels like it's flown by. But when I see that, it's like, oh my God, he's a man and he drives and he has credit cards and where has the time gone? You know what I mean? And unsightly body hair. I don't care for that. When I look down at that wrist with a watch on it and there's hair on that wrist, I just think, what the hell happened?
1: Yeah, what happened?
0: I don't so. Like this growing up were you always funny well I don't know if I was always funny but I was always trying to be funny and I know that's kind of annoying for a kid to be that way but I was always like trying to make people do shows with me or you know in the backyard on the patio or you know we're gonna play Little House on the Prairie and I'm gonna be Nellie Olsen and have all the good outfits and Um, you know, (laughs) I, I, I remember very early seeing like Flip Wilson and Jack Benny and Lucille Ball, all those, all those greats and being like, that's what I want to do. I want to make people laugh. Were your parents funny? You know, they, they were funny without meaning to be. Well, we all have those people in our lives. We all have those, but my mom was always, um, You know, she played piano and she sang and stuff. And all of this only happened at the church. That was her only outlet. But she was always doing skits at work and, you know, big elaborate things. I remember coming home one time and my mom was in the middle of someone's birthday party. She was throwing a birthday party at our house. And they were all up dancing and wigs. And I was like, what what did I just walk into? This is a work (laughs) party, but I don't know. Everybody seemed to be into it. They were laughing their heads off. so you know, short answer, yes. My mom was hysterical, and uh, certainly didn't stop me. From, when,
1: uh, it, when did you realize like, that you were really going to take the plunge into acting, and specifically comedic acts, being, being a comic who who on TV? Because that's a big, that's a big decision.
0: I, you know, I've always known what I wanted to do, but my parents were not on board. Really? What did they want you to be? They thought, they said, you know what? If you were a stewardess, Wendy, that would be great. Because you could get us discounts on flights. You could fly wherever you wanted. That's really what they thought I was going to do. They did not encourage me to go to college. Really? For any reason, yeah. So, um, why a stewardess? I don't know. I don't know. But that's what they, you know, and believe me, they did not have high hopes for me. For some reason, (laughs) they just thought, okay, this one is gonna just pop out kids and, um, and get married. And then the younger one, she'll go to school and do something important. But this one, she'll give us grandchildren. That never happened. But um, so they were not on board. So I didn't really get going in earnest until I got married at 26. And my husband was like, just do it. I support that. Just try it. So that's when I went to the Groundlings. I had seen a show at the Groundlings and it was so mind blowing to me. And I thought, oh my God, if I could ever do that, get up and make a scene from nothing. That would that would be incredible. The world would be my oyster. So it it took it took me a long time to get going. And it was really because my husband encouraged me. And then for the first few years that I was trying, my parents were like, nope. Uh-uh. This is terrible. This is embarrassing. Um, stop what you're doing because our our friends don't understand. <laughs>
1: Had to make, fan. aren't you glad you stayed within five miles? I am,
0: yeah, yeah. And when I first, when I got my first big job, well, first of all, when I got my SAG card, my mom was like, okay, you got your SAG card, I'll pay for it.
1: Okay, rewind. Yeah. What was your first paying job that got you your SAG card?
0: I was in... Okay, this is so weird. I was in a promo for the show Just Shoot Me. I remember Just Shoot Me. It was a yeah. great show. Yeah, so I was in a promo for that, that they were filming quickly, and I got Taft Hartley. What people who don't know is when you your
1: first job and you're non-union, you get what's called Taft Hartley, which uh-huh. is your one and only, basically, exemption. Yes,
0: yeah. So you can join the union right away. You're eligible right away. Or you can wait and pay those dues when you get your next job and you have to join. Right. So it was like twelve hundred bucks and my mom paid it. So that was really nice. So that was my that's how I got in the union. Then when I what did you do?
1: Wait, what did you do in the promo?
0: um, The promo was all about like, oh, this show is run entirely by models they work behind the camera. They do all this. So it's like a bunch of girls in lingerie lingerie handling camera equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very silly. But oddly enough, George Siegel was on that show. And then years later, he's my dad on the Goldbergs. But right. that's how I got my SAG card. Anyway. So what was your first big break? My first big break was, A, getting into the Groundlings company. And what people don't
1: know is that Groundlings is an incredible uh, improv
0: group that was sort of L.A.'s answer to Second City. Exactly. A lot of people came out of there and went to Saturday Night Live, like Will Ferrell, Anna Gasteyer, Kristen Wiig, Jim Rash, lots of people. Um, And, you know, so getting in that, that was a major accomplishment. But at the time, I didn't have an agent. I would go to the theater and everybody would be talking about auditions they were getting. And I was like, Oh, oh, I'm not getting any of these things. I'm not even being given a chance. So I thought, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll never even make money doing this, but it's in my life now. I love it. I can't not do this. So this is just going to be my life. I'll work. I'll have this on the side and that'll be a pretty nice life. Well, out of the blue, I get an assistant from a casting director who was casting Reno 911 saw me when I was understudying someone in a show. She brought me in. I got that job. And that was my first big gig was Reno 911.
1: What did you think when you first saw the script for Reno 911? Because when it started, Uh it was at the height of all these sort of follow documentary reality shows. And it was one of the first ones that really sort of took a swing at it. Yeah. Yeah. What What was your reaction when you
0: first, first of all, were you a fan of those kinds of shows? I loved those kinds of shows, you know, back in the day, that was a a big thing because waiting for Guffman had come out and, you know all those so everyone was trying to do like a mockumentary
1: right but did you watch any of those kind of reality shows like I,
0: cops and oh yeah oh yeah cops has always fascinated me and so this was you know a parody of cops well there was no script and there there's never been a script for reno that's completely improvised but what they did show me was um some footage that they had shot back when the project was at Fox. And I was replacing someone. And I thought, well, wait a minute. She didn't do anything. They really want me for this? Like this this girl was barely in in the show. But that was part of why they were replacing her. They wanted someone that could improvise. So at the time I was just like, I don't care if I get this. I don't care what happens. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to do it how I think it's funny. And I probably won't get it. So the pressure's off. So I went in and I did what I thought was funny and they liked it. What was the, imp- what was, are. what was the, uh, audition? So the audition was, you know, you're going to go in and just improvise with them. And so I improvised, um, a drunk stop, which which basically they ended were you up drunk or the
1: person that you were that the person
0: that that I stopped was drunk and I and would not cop to it. So we ended up filming that for the episode, for the pilot, and that's gone on to be like one of the most viral clips of all time. Is the drunk stop where I get someone to start dancing? And then they eventually cop to oh no, I can't do that. I'm drunk. And it's like, oh, gotcha. You're going to jail. But um, so anyway, yeah, that was a that was a blessing. And that came along at the right time. And when my parents saw that, Melissa, they were pissed.
1: Oh, I was gonna say they had to be like gathering their friends around the TV. She's finally on TV. And yeah. then and then she doesn't smoke pot. <laughs> I don't know what she Oh
0: this is this is horrible. They were so
1: embarrassed. Well, you know, that's part of your job.
0: Yeah. Well, then I, then I think they figured out, "Oh, most people understand that this is a TV show, you guys. It's all right." Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. When
1: <laughs> I read something fascinating yeah. about you. Okay. Now, putting it in context, the Goldberg started in 2013, but that up until 2012, you had a full-on side hustle. Yeah. Editing Cal State University's, their academic journal for social work. I have one yeah. question about this. Okay. Were you qualified to do
0: that? Um, no. How but- did that come <laughs> <kind of> to be? <laughs> Are you giving therapy on qualified. the set? No, I wasn't <laughs> qualified, but I wasn't not qualified because here's the thing. It was, it was a 20-hour-a-week job. They did not care if I even came in. But I did have an office on the campus of Cal State Long Beach. It was overseen by this brilliant woman named um, Jillian Jimenez, a double PhD. She's the one that did the real editing. I was the person who like, laid it out. So she's the one that interfaced with the authors and picked the manuscripts. I just copy edited and laid them out in Adobe and got it printed. So I wasn't the one like soliciting manuscripts and, you know, Cause giving like, scholarly advice. Because um, you could yeah, make yeah, sh- I did
1: that. You could oh, make so much money on the set. You could be charging by the hour. <laughs> I mean, for a girl who likes a side hustle.
0: Oh, You had a built-in clientele. No, it was, it was um, you know, tales of professional helping. So it was an academic journal that um, showed what people in the helping professions go through. So social workers, dear God, can we just, you know, take a moment and just send some love to the social workers out there because they are not doing it for the money. No. And, uh, you know, there's no such thing as a 40 hour work week Right, or like 60 or 80. And you're just hitting up with, you know, hitting bureaucratic walls all day long and doing things that people don't want to do. So, um, it was quite an honor that I even got to, you know, put the journal together like that, but it was, yeah, I never would have quit. I'll tell you that I only quit because it folded. But it's, I, I just love the fact that, that
1: it was such, you know, people were like, oh, I was waiting tables or I was working yeah. as an agent's assistant or, and you're like, oh, I was editing academic journals. Yeah, like, I know.
0: It sounds it so, like, pithy, but it was me in my pajamas and my laptop just, you know, correcting I, grammar. I love that. I love that. That's
1: hilarious to me. So, do you realize that? I mean, seriously, I I have a degree in European history that I yet to have put into use. Uh Um, I can still (laughs) hear my parents crying, (laughs) but at least I'm wearing my retainer at night now, so that stopped. That that stopped that sobbing. Thank you, thank you, because I am a beauty when I'm in bed. And it's the upper and the lower.
0: (laughs) Stunning. And I suppose, do you slug your face too, like with moisturizers? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And the nice thing is, is one of my best friends sleeps with the same two things. Uh Not not actually mine, but her own of the two. Uh Yeah, yeah. So one of our last phone calls at night, it's hilarious because our joke is we lisp at each other with the... (laughs) (laughs) Tainer's (laughs) Containers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Night. laughs> oh, how was your day? <laughs> <laughs> we <new> dream. Exactly. <laughs> um, I did not realize till again I started reading up on it that the Goldberg is Goldberg is the longest running sitcom on TV
0: right now. Is that true? Well, according to my wow. research, it is. Okay, that. That makes sense. I mean, 2013 because Modern Family is off the air. They mm-hmm. went for 11 seasons. Big Bang went for like 12. I mean, if we it looks like we're going to get a 10th season and that would be nice to, you know, tie up loose ends and stuff like that, but look, I'm I'm thrilled that anyone pays attention to me, Melissa. I'm so lucky that I have this job. I will never be anything but grateful for it. I I, amazing I get it, person. and
1: it's it's so refreshing to hear that because most actors are very much like, Ugh, I'm over it. Like, yeah. I was raised where you are so happy to have a job and being yeah. able to do what you love and get paid for it. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's lost. Do you think you have that because, A, it came later to you?
0: I think that's a big part of it. I do think that's a big part of it. And I, I never... Um, I don't know. I'm just a big proponent of be grateful for what's right in front of you. Because until you can truly say that you are, you're not going to get anything else. Right. You know, you're just going to keep reaching and reaching and reaching and nothing's ever going to be satisfied until you can say, you know what, I'm happy right where I'm at. And if it never gets any better, this is pretty damn good. Then it will start getting better. You know what I mean? That's a
1: fantastic way to look at life. So in your show in the 1980s, you were about the same age as Adam, Mm -hmm. one of your youngest on the show. Having lived through the 80s, do you ever walk on set and be like, oh, my God, I'm I'm brought back to my childhood?
0: Um, All the time because, you know, there are some books in – that the set decorators put out just as props that were in my grandparents' house. You know, um, there's Helter Skelter. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the yeah, big ones. Helter Skelter. Of uh, sex. Yeah. No, but there, there's like some some fairy tale books and stuff that my my grandparents used to read to us, and it's like, oh my god. There's, I mean, a phone with a cord. You forget that that was such a big deal. And then the sense memory of putting it, you know, holding it with your shoulder against your face, like, oh my God, I forgot that I used to spend hours in this position.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Do you remember they used to have ones that had little, in offices, they had ones that had little like shoulder things. Yes. So you could just go
0: like that and it would hold it by itself. Yeah. And you thought this is luxury. Oh yeah. Right here, you know, um, different just different uh wallpapers and different um kitchen implements it's like oh my gosh it just takes me so far back and it's that those dumb little things more than anything else more than the music more than the clothes that take me right back there you know it's what is it, how long does it take you to get ready for an episode so i do my own makeup really that, yeah I've why got that well My makeup artist for the show left in, I think, mid-season three to go do a film. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to explain this to anybody else. And I've got massive, like, skin allergies. And it's just really hard to go through that with somebody else. So I beat my face in the morning. And then I have... Um, a wonderful makeup artist that like keeps me powdered down for the rest of the day. But, you know, I've got that down to a science. So that's about 15, 20 minutes. And then my wig gets styled before I get there. So <laughs> that is like 10 minutes. So it doesn't
1: take me that long. Which is great that you yeah. what, what's the most fun. let gonna say how much fun is the 80s wardrobe been?
0: I hate it. Really? Why? But, yes. I really hate it because. Um, because I'm dressing like a mom in the 80s. And There's... that's not what I was. So, you know, some of those pants, some of those outfits from the 80s, like the jeans have no give. Oh, you know what I mean? So it feels like you're wearing a body cast, a denim body cast. Ugh. The shoulder pads are slipping around all the time. And you're like, oh, wait, is that a third boob? No, it's my shoulder pad that went creeping. Yeah. You know, there's it's it, it really feels like you're putting on armor for the day. Now, when I was a teenager in the 80s and dressing cute, that was a completely different thing. Although I do remember doing dumb things like wearing stiletto heels to school. Yeah. I wonder why I thought I needed to do that. Or um, why,
1: now the idea of being in stilettos all day is hideous. Then you thought it was oh. no big
0: deal. Oh, then it was like, this is the height of sophistication. Oh, yeah. You know, w- waddling around in my stilettos with a giant book bag. But now, you know, since, since we've all gone feral over the past two years, I had, to wear, I had to wear heels the other day, and I know I was walking like Frankenstein. Oh,
1: I was I'm never good at used to it. I was never good at walking in heels and somehow I've gotten worse. <laughs> and I have suddenly become fearful in oh. them. Like I'm gonna eat it. Like I am convinced, like I'm grabbing on to railings. Yeah. I'm like, I am going to eat shit. Oh. And I'm supposed to be able to walk down a red carpet for a thousand years, and now I'm like staggering from my car. Last night oh. I was getting in my car and I was like forgotten.
0: I was like aerating my
1: lawn as oh I was walking.
0: <laughs> that is no, you're right. Like and red carpets, forget it. I don't want to do a red carpet right now. I feel so stupid. I I ditched out on the last event where I had to do a red carpet. I just went around the back and didn't do it.
1: It isn't it sad that we've all kind of lost the fun of that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is sad, but it's also it's it's such a strange thing to do. Like when you're in the middle of doing it, you're like, oh, my God, there's there's a wall of people taking pictures of me. And I know I've got food in my teeth or lipstick and no one's no one's going to correct you. They love that stuff.
1: I never know. All these years. I still cannot figure out how to stand and look good in a picture. I never know what to do with my arms. I don't know what to do with my body. I don't know how to do that thing. I just remember you're supposed to stretch your neck Uh and keep your eye level. The trick I was always taught was when you're looking at a camera, read Uh the brand. Ah, Because it keeps your eyes up. Don't look straight down the lens. It's going to look like you're looking down the lens even though you're reading... Nikon or Canon or whatever. Okay. That's good advice. Yes. I was taught that by mama. Okay. Who believe it or not learned it from Julie Andrews (gasps) who also said, told my mom one time when you're reading a menu on camera or reading, you never read anything but the first line. It's still going to look like you're reading down.
0: So it doesn't give you a double chin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love these tips. Isn't that a good one? That's a really good one. What else? What else? Um, those were the really
1: good ones, but always the eyes just above the lens of the camera. Your eyes will look more open.
0: Oh, this is good.
1: And don't drop your chin.
0: Oh, after, I always do that.
1: After a certain age, we all, and that's, Age being thirty, of course, mm. we think about stretching our necks and just slightly tilting down.
0: Good advice. Yeah,
1: I'm oh, so I'm glad f- f- we're I am talking. This is I am I'm filled use with useless
0: knowledge. Oh. Um, what was your favorite part of the '80s? I was very, very into my music in the Who 80s. are you into? I was more of a new wave girl. Me too. K-Rock. K-Rock. Hello. Yes. 106.7. Yes.
1: Ramondo and the Blade. Yes. Swedish Uh, Eagle.
0: The Poor Man. Oh, my God. Yes. So for me, it was like B-52s, Duran Duran, Missing Persons. And, you know, a lot of those bands are still touring. I know. And now... I see everybody because I wasn't allowed to go. And I didn't have any money or a car at the time. So now I see everybody.
1: The ones I was dying to see that I didn't get to see when they were performing out here was the Go-Go's.
0: I didn't get to see them either. And I'm so irritated.
1: Me too. Okay. We're going to get Go-Go's tickets. Yeah, we are. You've now become an A-list TV star and movie star.
0: I have?
1: In my opinion. <laughs> I'll take it. Which do you find more, um, not difficult, which medium are you more comfortable in? Because they're vastly different. I am just now getting into scripted and I want to rip my hair out at the pace.
0: Oh, honey, then don't do movies. Oh movies my God. Are, are deadly. I mean, I just, I just got back from Vancouver shooting something. And it's like, oh my God, oh my God, are we not done with this yet? The pace of movies is so slow, unless it's an indie film, and then it's hyper fast and you're wearing your own clothes and bringing your own food. Um, Right now, I think TV is doing the most interesting stuff, thanks to streaming. But
1: which, which do you enjoy more something new every week or every 10 days? I don't know what your shooting schedule is Yeah. or something that you're doing the same scene for 10 days.
0: It's, it's TV for me. I love, I love the pace. Yeah. And doing something different every week.
1: You know, as I like to say, faster and funnier.
0: Faster and funnier. Faster is funnier. That is a hundred percent true.
1: Which is a note I used to give on fashion police, which was that was really good now could you do it again faster and funnier, um, which
0: I just said to be annoying because it's such a bullshit note but you know what when when you're watching the dailies, you see it and it and it is funnier yeah, you
1: know take taste out
0: those dramatic pauses
1: exactly yeah um I loved Barb and Star
0: <gasps> thank you, wasn't that fun
1: i had so much fun watching it. I really enjoyed it. I have one question about it. hmm Is it really fair that Jamie Dornan gets to be gorgeous and funny? I, I find mean, it, I find
0: it, it puts me off
1: a little when people are like that good at being handsome that- and funny. I know. It's and wrong. made
0: to look like he's a major dancer. Major yeah, it's ballet. wrong.
1: <laughs> Don't you think there's something very wrong with that?
0: Oh, it just it just seems like God gave him a little extra, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I, I'm lucky in that I got to do one scene in that, a pivotal scene, and I got to shoot it in New Mexico. They shot in Mexico in the summertime oh, in Cancun. It's humidity. The people were just fainting, just dropping like flies on that beach. And, but I loved it. It was so stupidly funny. And it was what we needed during the pandemic. I would have loved to have seen it on a big screen. That was the plan. Right. But um, look, I, I want to start my own talking club. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The talking club. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I love those girls. I'll work with them whenever they, whenever they call me.
1: How do you categorize your humor? Like I have like my mother people didn't realize had very silly humor off mm-hmm. stage. She loved pulling pranks. She loved goofier the better. Yeah. I have my son's very goofy. I think I'm a little bit more sarcastic, but I still love goofy. How do you yeah. categorize? Where would what what lane would you put yourself in? Like by the way, my mom used to pull extensive pranks. Oh, I hate pranks.
0: I hate pranks so much. But, I mean,
1: there were props. There was pre-planning. She once had a portrait done of one of her best friends because he had been in the Navy. So she did a picture of him in, like, the old-timey sailor suit and had, like, a parrot on his shoulder and the heart. (laughs) But had it painted, like like Uh a portrait, and hung it in the lobby of his apartment building. Oh, my God. And then his game with her was he wouldn't acknowledge it. (laughs) My mom and her best friend used to walk down the street and stop strangers and say, excuse me, who's prettier. I mean,
0: (laughs) Ooh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I think I would run more towards sarcasm Mm -hmm. and very dry humor Mm-hmm. Um, unless I'm extremely tired and you know how, when you get tired, you get punchy and then mm-hmm. everything is funny, whether or not it's even funny at all, mm-hmm. then, then I start getting into the stupid humor, you know, the fart that, jokes and whatever. Yeah. I was going to say my mother, ne-
1: <laughs> my mother never missed a, a good fart joke. Okay. <laughs> In real life. She and my son were like, when he was like eight, they had the same sense of humor. Oh my God. What do you have going on next besides your move and your fine taste in drawer pulls
0: behind you? Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you love my drawer pulls. Um, Like I said, I have the same ones. Yeah. I, let's see. I'm working on a a Pixar movie right now. Oh. That, um... Well, I guess I shouldn't have mentioned it because I can't tell you what it is. I'm I'm also on a cartoon called Big City Greens mm-hmm. on the Disney Channel. I have a movie coming out at some point with Owen Wilson and Michaela Watkins called Paint. Um, I got another one coming out with Nina Dobrev called Sick Girl. I've got uh, I'm working on History of the World Part Two. And uh, that's, that's about it. I think that's plenty. That's a lot. And I just came back from Vancouver filming Prom Pact for, the Disney, for Disney Plus. So.
1: Well, I'm so glad with that schedule you were able to fit us in.
0: <laughs> Always <laughs> time for Melissa Rivers.
1: Please. We love that. Wendy, thank you so much. Everyone thank keep you. watching the Goldbergs and everything else Wendy's got coming out. So much fun.